welcome to the Quarantine Spook Show. I'm Kyle Carezzi. This is a show where I do improvised horror stories. What I do is I pick out random titles from a jar, uh, and I make up the stories from there. And as always, you can submit uh, story titles as well. Uh, you can send them to quarantinespookshow at gmail.com, or just send them to me through more direct means. If you're a if you're a longtime listener of the show, uh, or you're somehow binging this uh, while, while my carcass is in the ground or something, uh, you probably noticed a new synth setup I have going. Got a new mic and a new sound uh, for the music, and it's still something I'm getting accustomed to. The levels for the last episode weren't quite right, uh, not the same, not in the way that I need them to be. This time, this time around, I'm getting a better shot at it. Still a beautiful sound, though. This first story is called, I Just Got Back From The Bank. city. 
got a job in the bank. It was a modest job, just a bank teller, you know. But I had this collection of plaid shirts that I never wore. And now I finally uh, had a use for them. Because I got to wear them at the bank. First week was rougher than I expected. I didn't think being a bank teller would be that complicated. It's part of the reason why I got the job. You know, a lot of people wanted to come in and make deposits, want to make adjustments to their account, have joint accounts, start new accounts with LLCs and all that. Learning this, whole, learning about this whole new side about society, of finance and business, and the distribution of assets—all things I was loosely aware of. I had a quasi understanding of economics. Working at the bank uh, gave me a firmer grasp of how everything worked. First day was rough. It's kind of the hardest. I had to learn the new public transit system. I had to make two transfers on three different buses. And I didn't want to be late, so I ran part of the way and I spilled my coffee uh, all over my shirt. A brand new plaid shirt that I had. I had a vast collection of them. But this one was new, because I was excited about the new job. I'm trying to rub it out. Get some water on it or something. When I had tea in the break room, I just got... Grabbed a lemon and then just squeezed it on. Trying to rub off the stain. It was faded, but not enough. And some people would say, hey, Terry, you got a stain on your shirt. And I'd be like, oh, no, that's just part of the design, you know. You think it's just like a uniform pattern on my shirt, but I swear to you, this it's not a stain. Kind of more of a blotchy effect, you know. I didn't know that I weren't familiar with yet. 
I would have called a lift or something, you know, but the Wi-Fi wasn't working. I was a little bit behind on my phone bill, hence the bank job. Still, it was a long, hard walk. But it was nice to get to know the city a little bit. Some of the taller buildings, uh, see some of the older ones as well, and how new buildings erect themselves. And checking out the gargoyles around and just thinking, ah, oh, damn, this city really does have a good gargoyle game, that's for sure. But life was uncertain, but I was looking forward to it, nonetheless. It's probably about 11 o'clock at night by the time I made it back. Modest setup, but I liked it nonetheless. A nice studio, I had a cool lava lamp in the corner of the room. And I had a really cool uh, motivational poster uh, that just said, Hang in there. There's a picture of Spider Man on it. A lot of guests over. Uh, the space wasn't really acclimated to that yet. But I did have a small table in the center of the room in my studio and a little lamp on it. And every day before, every day after work, I'll sit there and have dinner with the lamp on alone. Sometimes I listen to music. Sometimes I read the paper or something like that while I would sit and eat. But I'd always sit at that table. I wasn't too big on meditation, but that was probably the most uh, grounded thing that I do all day. It was my way of calibrating. Not relaxation per se, but just knowing those yes. Just knowing that yes. I'm here, I lived, and I'm going to do the same tomorrow. It was redeeming. But I got home a little bit later, so it kind of threw off my calibration a little bit. But still, it was a nice ritual nonetheless. on the walk. 
There's the other half of this table here. But I had the lamp on and I was eating it. God, that sandwich was good after a long, hard day at work and a long, lonesome walk. studio apartment, uh, but I still call things living room, kitchen, bedroom, based on what air, what uh, corner of the room that the things were in. Uh, my charger was in the living room, uh, where the little table was where I was eating. Yeah, someone was calling me. So I answered, I was like, hello? And it was a voice I didn't recognize. It was like, hey, you're alone right now? And I just said, um, just got back from the bank. Uh, who is this? The voice said, well, just someone's after you. I thought I'd warn you. And I said, what, what do you mean? Then they hung up. I tried to call them back, but it was from a blocked number. apartment and wants it back or wants to reclaim it or something. 
psycho with murderous intent? I don't know. I was toiling about it. I wouldn't say I lived in a dangerous neighborhood per se, but it was still new and I was still getting to know it. And I'd walk around and have my guard up to a certain extent.
grab my phone, but it was off and I had to reboot on so I can call someone. I was like, Jesus, shit, shit. Get out of here. It's like, oh shit. I was like, get back. Get back. I have a knife. Get out of here. I'm gonna call the cops. The dude kept, kept slamming the door, breaking it open more, and he said, get the fuck out of this apartment. Eventually, he burst through the door, and I was like, oh shit. And I panicked. Fight or flight happened, and I chose flight. Just opened the window and hopped out. But then the fire escape. I just ran off down the block. I tried to call the cops or something and be like, hey, someone broke into my uh, apartment. Once my phone was booted, I was able to do that. squad car game. So oh, thank God, yeah, the guy's in there. I don't know what to do. Um, he has some broken house. I, I, yeah, someone's in my apartment. I don't know what to do about it. I was freaking out. I wasn't being coherent at all. He was like, all right, well, we got two calls about someone being in the apartment. So don't worry, we'll sort it out. So the police officer and uh, me both go up to where my apartment was. There was a door, splintered open, busted open, however you want to describe it. And there was the guy that uh, broke it open, going through all my shit. supposed to live here, and why did you change the locks? 
And I said, well, it's just, you know, a matter of safety, you know. I didn't want the person who lived here previously to screw around with me like you're doing now. officer, uh, mildly intrigued, but not really giving a shit. Just like, alright, we'll, we'll sort this out, we'll see who's the apartment, we'll call the, call the, um, super, the landlord, we'll see whose apartment this rightfully is, and then, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out, alright. You can ask some of the neighbors, too. The guy that broke in was like, go ahead and ask the neighbors, they'll know it's me. back from Clarice's wedding? And Dan was like, yeah, yeah, I did. Just, just, yeah, just for two days. Then this guy moved in. And then she was like, oh yeah, I wonder, I wonder what you were doing around. I didn't, I've never seen your face before. I thought you moved in, but I didn't know it was in Dan's room. And then Dan was like, no, he broke in. That's what I'm saying. And then I was just like, I didn't break in anywhere. This apartment two days ago. I just got a job at the bank. You know, it's like Capital One. I'm pretty excited about it. Then the officer looked at me and he was just like, Oh, you work at uh, Capital One? And I said, Yeah, I work, yeah, I work in the one in, uh, yeah, like an hour away, uh, closer to the center of the city. And the officer said, Oh, we've got, a, we've got a lot of complaints about that location. About just some dude who just likes to wander around in there. Uh, I don't think he even has an account. He just comes and goes, spills coffee on himself sometimes, the free coffee. At one point, he broke into the break room and uh, stole a lemon. And I was like, um, yeah, I didn't hear anything about that. And the officer was like, well, if you work there, you know about it. You know, that's usually the bank that I go to, and that's all anyone ever talks about is that guy who comes and goes. And I said, uh, I don't, um... Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I gotta get going. Um, it's been, it's been great. I was having a revolution that maybe this wasn't my apartment. Maybe I didn't work at the bank. gotta get going. This must have been some kind of misunderstanding. Um, you know, I did move into the building. I probably just went to the wrong apartment, you know. I was slowly backing away into the home until the police officer picked up on it. He was like, hey! And I turned around and sprinted off. Ran down the stairs. 
few flights. This next story is called, I'm Totally Ready to Fight. squatting, thinking that the apartment was my own and that I leased it out uh, and everything. But at this point, I've been spending two days wandering the city with my lava lamp. You've had other possessions. Maybe they were at the apartment, I don't know. Maybe there are things that I've lost before, or things I never had. There are things I thought I knew about myself. I knew my name was Terry. That much was true. But when I put out my wallet, I didn't have any ID or anything. So I was like, okay, maybe my name's not Terry, I don't know. 
wandering the city, um, mainly looking for shelter when I could, but also finding answers. I wanted to find out who I was and what my deal was. So all I had at the moment was just this lava lamp. I mean, it was pretty cool. It was like pink and blue and purple, you know, all the right um, bisexual colors, as they call it. I kind of don't know how that happened, how pink, purple, and blue became the bisexual colors, you know, or the bisexual color scheme. I don't know how that clarification came up or how valid it is. But it's a great color scheme, and that's the color scheme of these, of this motherfucking lava lamp. But I thought about during my short stint uh, at the studio apartment, which I thought was a few months, but apparently it was two days, where I had the ritual of sitting at the table in the middle of the room grounded myself every day. And I just thought, huh, I could really do something like that. That'd be cool. If I could ground myself and calibrate, maybe a lot of answers would unfold. Maybe some sort of path, I don't know. But all these quandaries uh, led me to a boxing gym. go in, and it feels right, it feels cool. These people are boxing in the ring. Uh, but mainly I was looking for a table to sit and think. But I didn't really see any around or anything. I just find a bench outside the ring and I'm just watching the boxers. Thinking about my life, trying to remember who I am, and what to do next. <laughs> it was mesmerizing to watch them fight. A lot of people compare you know, fighting and martial arts and ballet. What I found was so moving is that they're both putting in so much, you know, pushing themselves, putting themselves out there, and towards each other, until one of them runs out. It's a very profound thing to witness. Especially when you're some sort of mysterious vagabond with no real memory of what your deal is. And you just have this random lava lamp carry you're carrying around. Someone walked up, uh, an older man, he was just like, Oh, you want, like watching a fight? And I was just like, Oh yeah, yeah, that's cool, you know. 
know, when I was a teenager, I always wanted a box, but I just never got around to it. He says, like, well, if you got, you know, we, we'll, we always give lessons, you know, we do all ages. So if you're ever interested, you know, feel free to sign up. Got some good teachers here. And I was like, oh, no, no, I couldn't. And I just thought, hey, you know, why not? Because I don't have money, that's it. That's right, you don't have an apartment or anywhere to live. Duh, gotta sort that first. or so but then there's a deeper pocket in it I dig my fingers in there's a couple of crumpled up bills some identity thing about who I am, such and such, blah blah, and I was getting excited about it, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll take some boxing lessons, when do you start? He was like, alright, we got a session tomorrow, you know, do 200 bucks up front, you know, we get the, buys you six weeks, and I was like, oh well, hot diggity, that sounds great. So I gave him the 200 in cash, and I was like, alright, see ya, see ya tomorrow. Fighting. 
a certain point, I was just hanging out at the gym, you know, boxing just recreationally, people at my amateur level, but it was still a lot of fun. at the end of the six-week training course that they had set up. They would set up an exhibition mass, uh, exhibition match between all the students. probably the second worst fighter out of the group. I think I thought that I was the worst. So it was actually a good pairing to fight him, you know, at the end of the training session. Never really spoke to him much. When we were about to fight, I was like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna fight. And he's just like, yeah, that's, that's the plan. And I was like, yeah, if I don't kick your ass, trying to do like you know some shit talk with being like really uh, not serious about it just very like oh well just like, oh, okay cheeky about it that was the word I was looking for each other but like not like hard enough or effectively enough to like really make an impact on how the match is going. And so I was starting to feel a little bit bored, you know. There are moments when I was like in in like the moment of fighting and all that where there's a lot of profundity in it. And then moments just like, oh jeez, people people are watching, you know, watching this fight are getting too bored with it, you know. started to let loose a little bit. I started to wail at him. Wail at him more. He's, he was caught off guard. He's like, oh, shit. Shit. But I guess that caused him to postulate a little bit more. Because he also became more agile and his punches were more driving. And it was actually becoming a real fight, you know? We were both, we were both improving instantaneously in this real-life situation. 
It was a beautiful thing to experience, maybe something that I was always looking for. This next story is called, I Love the View from This Balcony.
was here. It took a couple weeks to have it all come back. And it didn't all come back. But enough of it did to leave me here. outside of a Kroger department store. I didn't have many memories of this location at the outskirts of the city. But I remember this parking lot. specific route of walking through it. There's a familiarity to it. I tried to feel it out and kind of walked around a little bit. And then I made it to this one spot. I thought it was here. This is where I got punched in the face. down, I just saw the slightest tint of maroon. I thought, yeah, it was here. associated with it. store shopping and grocery shopping. 
Which is creepy, because if there's any place that you don't really need a police state, it's a fucking store. But I digress. So I was wandering through. I go up to one of the cashiers who just seemed really bored and sad. And I go up to her and I was just like, uh, hi, uh, you have a lot of cameras here, yeah? And she was just like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, I, um, I think I had an accident in your parking lot. But I don't know, um, what happened. I think I got, like, some sort of amnesia, or a less sophisticated version of it. Uh, anything you can do to check it out for me, so I'm not just wandering around here. Uh, probably been doing it for months, I don't know. I have a severe lack of an identity at the moment, and uh, it's terrible. It's a tremendous infringement on my life to not have these memories that might be important. It means I'm not a stable life. Being cherished in some sort of regard. So if your creepy military state uh, cameras can help out in that, help, it, help me out with that, then that'll be that'll be peachy key. And she was just like, um, I don't know. Do you uh, do you know when the accident happened happened at all? And I was just like, I just said that I have no idea when it happened. I have some sort of flavor of am amnesia. It's not even a matter that I. It's not even a matter that I don't remember, like, oh, who, what, who I am, really? Maybe it's Terry, I don't know. Uh, or, like, where I come from, where my life was. Uh, it's more of a matter of just, uh, you know, even the lines of reality are blurring. Like, I lived in another dude's apartment without knowing it for a whole weekend. And I thought it was like that for several months. So, yeah, I don't even know. I'm, I'm almost not certain that I had an accident in your parking lot, but that's like the most confident thing that I'm that I have right now in terms of like what my thoughts are. Um, I think I found that out through boxing. I don't know how the fuck that happened. So you already this trail's going cold the longer I'm on it. So the sooner you can have answers for me, like the better off I'll probably be. The other thing I am certain about is I bought this lava lamp uh, from you. Bisexual color scheme, you know? So, maybe you can trace it that way. She was like, oh, so it's like a pink, blue, and purple? And I was like, yes, exactly. And she was like, oh, well, um, yeah, we, we just ran out of stock of those. Uh, I can trace when we sold them. Maybe that can help pinpoint when you had the accident. And I was just like, great. That's awesome. It's like literally the one time military camera surveillance state thing can help me out so for the love of god please use those tools because if there's a time that they're useful it's right here as long as you don't, don't take my dna or anything office uh, with a bunch of computers there. 
like, all right, so we had only one in stock uh, for a while. It was actually two. We had one that sold, and then a couple months went by, uh, and it was like in the back of stock inventory, and then we sold that. Um, that was seven months ago. Seven months ago, can you pull camera footage uh, from that uh, from that date? And she was like, "Okay, well, we can try. Let's see what we can do." And I'm watching her use all this equipment, and I was just like, "So, you learned how to use this camera footage uh, and this uh, inventory tracing, uh, all as a part of training as a cashier?" And she was like, "Oh yeah." I don't know what to make of that. And she's like, you know what? I don't either. Maybe it'll be useful for something else in my future, but uh, for now, I just have this weird surveillance camera knowledge. Uh, it doesn't really have anything to do with my day-to-day -day job. Uh, but they also had some police training uh, integrated with our department store, and I was just like, what? And she was like, it's a long, it's a long thing. I really, I. It's, it's weird over here. I'll say that. It's too coddly with the government. Let's put it that way. Oh, hey, look at this. Is that you? I look at the camera footage and it's, it's, uh, it looks like me buying the lava lamp in its box. And I was like, yeah, I, th I think that's me. But I was taking a closer look. It was me, but not quite me. This me looked like a... Like a happier version of me. Not happy per se. I mean... More content. Less troubled. But also taking things for granted, maybe. Kind of like on some sort of daily grind of some sort. But certainly not at the level of suffering that... I was at right now. Apparently my hair got longer and I grew more facial hair, but this person was clean shaven, had short hair, had nice clothes. And I just thought, who is this person? If this person didn't physically resemble me, I wouldn't think it was me. It didn't have my essence. Maybe that accident transformed me as a person. I don't know. I didn't know what to make of it. So I was watching the footage. And then I purchased the lamp. I walk out. About maybe one minute later, uh, someone else arrives at the desk. Cashier's desk. For the uh, lava lamp section of the store. Through the lamp section of the store. The lamp section of the store has its own register, um, which probably isn't necessary, but then again, for Kroger, most things they do aren't necessary. But the person talking about talking at the register uh, seemed really angry. And the cashier was just like ambivalent and nonchalant. 
shrugging and all that. And the, the new customer was slamming his fist on the table, seeming really upset. Body language, it looks like he's shouting. And I, presumably me, the previous version of me turned around, looking confused and nervous. And the guy keeps shouting. And you know, the version of me that's in the camera footage is just shrugging and trying to maybe explain something, I don't know. I truly wish I could hear what they were talking about. I have no idea. But it looks like some sort of argument. This newer customer is uh, being really aggressive and hostile. That old version of me is just very defensive, uh, uncertain, definitely trying to avoid a conflict. And eventually that customer punched me in the face out of the ground. I didn't move. It was a quick punch, too. You wouldn't think it'd be so destructive. Eventually, the guy picks up the lava lamp and then walks away. Like, do you want your address? 
have that information. And she's like, oh yeah, Kroger hoards all of their customers' information. Like, it's not even satire, they're really fucking creepy about it. And I was like, yeah, sure. I, yes, I want to know. This happened seven months ago. And she was like, yeah, seems like it.
try to return the sincerity of a pleasant reunion, but I didn't know who I was being reunited with, and I didn't know what this reunion meant. So I try to just convey a general optimistic enthusiasm and a sense of endearment to just be all like, hey, hello, nice to meet you, but like a much more intimate version of that. said, um, this is my house, isn't it? And she said, I, technically yes, I guess so. And I said, can, can I come in? And she said, uh, yes, sure, sure, come in, come in. I kind of go in, it's pretty spacious, pretty nice. The way the living room's decorated, it's uh, actually not too unsimilar from the, uh, the last apartment thing that I lived in, that, that dude's apartment. Some of the objects, you know, when I lived in that apartment uh, for the, that weekend, you know, none of that stuff was mine, but apparently I had the foresight to rearrange it in a way to my liking, and that liking was represented in this living room. Yeah, it definitely felt like that I lived here at some point. Um, I'm 
ready to be helped. She nodded, teary-eyed. She said, okay. Down as what's going on. I 
neighborhood. I look down, they're going to the house, and it's like, oh no. They're here. I don't understand. staring at me in disbelief, but eventually I just teen around. And I sit at the table and try to feel grounded. I looked at Lava Lamp. Uh, the one thing I still think I feel is truly my own.
life. Maybe just a conversation with someone. Maybe in another piece. Maybe in another Spook Show episode, who knows. But for now, for now, I'll just say goodnight.